Welcome to Kingdom Minded Podcast with Ray Munoz. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kingdom Minded Podcast. It's me, Ray Munoz. Uh, so, so glad to have you guys here with me again. Uh, first, I want to apologize for the audio quality of this portion. If you don't notice it, then hey, you don't notice it. Um, I misplaced my adapter for my microphone. So right now I'm just going straight into the phone, which I'm a little worried about how that's going to sound. But got to do what I got to do. So um, I'm going to try and talk into this as clearly as possible and see if I can finesse the EQ on it to get you guys a little bit better quality. Um, but hello. Welcome, everybody. I feel like... I have been disconnected from at least the podcast, the podcast, the podcast, the podcast this, um, this week. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because of everything that's going on. Um, I haven't been able to post on social media like I like to. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just, I'm, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me and maybe nobody else notices it but me. But, um, yeah. So I wonder how everybody's week is going. Hope it went pretty well. Um, I hope you guys had some great church yesterday. Um, you know, we had a, I should say, I had a very, very eventful week. Man, and I think it's all for all not the right reasons to have an eventful week. Um, as many of you guys know, my sister... My sister got married the other week, and my other sister on the same day had her baby. So, you know, we have a new nephew. Uh, his name is Isaiah. Um, he's only a week old. Uh, when you're listening to a week old in a couple days, but um, we're super excited for another, you know, kid in the family. Um, but unfortunately, he got sick, and so I asked a few. I asked you guys if you can join us in prayer. Um, just believing God's going to touch him and God is moving in on him. I, I just want to, I don't take it lightly and it's very hard for me to, I, I'm the type of person I like my personal space and I love to set boundaries as you guys probably have learned from just the Enneagram number and stuff like that. I'm very personal, but when it comes to prayer, I believe, I believe in the body and I believe in and coming together and praying, and a lot of times I have to bite my, or not bite my pride, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I have to put my pride aside because I know that God wants to do something with the church and he wants to use you guys. And I asked, you know, if you guys could help us pray. And I am so appreciative of all the messages, text messages um, from people, people letting me know that they're, you know, praying with us and I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of support we're getting. Um, I'm not worried about what's going to happen because I know God's in control. Um, but just to kind of give you an update, as of Sunday night, uh, this is when I'm recording this portion, um, everything's looking great. Um, he So the whole thing was is he was throwing up a lot and they couldn't figure out why. And the doctor had noticed some um, 
in lack of terms of getting gross with this, but um, fecal matter in his throw up for a newborn. And that's really scary because they're, they went to the worst idea of what could happen. You know, the doctors have to weigh out the options. So they were worried that his intestines were not correctly aligned or something like that. And so we were really worried where I was going to have to go to surgery, you know, and I just, you know, told my mom and told my sister and them and, you know, just got to have faith. God's going to take care of this. And so, you know, automatically we're thinking the worst is going to happen. But um, come to find out that that's not what he needed. So thank God that happened on Friday. We realized that it's not that. So we were extremely thankful, but um, they had to do some more tests to see exactly why he wasn't going to the restroom the way he should. And, you know, poor guy, I went and saw him on Saturday, and um, I've never been into a, a NICU um, center of a hospital, and it was it was pretty, pretty surreal. And I was a little worried that I was going to be very not wanting to be there to see it, but I knew I had to go there because I was going down to the, go pray for him. And I was thanking God that, you know, like he looked so comfortable. He wasn't discomfort. He wasn't looking like he was uncomfortable. And I think that would have made it harder on me or anybody else to have to see him and, you know, being uncomfortable. But we got there. I got there. He was sleeping. He just looked like normal him. You know, he's only a week old, but it looks normal for me. Um, but, you know, and I just, I, you know, I got to hold him for a little bit while we were there and I prayed for him and, you know, laid my hands on him and just believe that God is going to touch him. And, you know, the reports have been great reports. We're just waiting on observation, you know, period, just make sure that everything's functioning correctly. He did have a virus, actually he had two viruses, um, just happened to get him because kids get sick, you know. His one of his sisters happened to be carrying uh, the virus because she was sick, and you know it. It ended up getting passed. I mean, it's just part of being a kid. Um, but you know, thank God that it's just that, and you know they're just keeping an eye on him because he's so young. Um, so precautions are a little bit more. You know, they're taking a lot more with just his age group. Um, but thank God that, you know, like my sister texted me today and he was able to use the restroom, uh, normally and everything's looking good. So to Monday, they're going to see if he can be released, um, from the hospital and hopefully life will get back to normal for him. And I'm just, you know, I'm praying and believing and just trusting in God. And, you know, I, I was, I guess I had that thought in the back of my mind today. Today I was I was teaching on faith and, you know, the devil kept trying to put that little increment in my mind. Well, you're teaching about faith and you're teaching these kids about believing in something they can't see, but yet you're over here with your nephew in the hospital and how are you going to teach on that? And I, you know, I just began to rebuke that and say, you know, that's not true. That if anything, this is the time that I need to make sure that, I, and maybe I was preaching to myself, but you know, like... I'm pushing kids to trust in God and, and believe in God. And if I'm not living through that, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't effectively do that. And I felt I just, maybe it was for me. Maybe that's what God gave, put on my heart. Um, I had a different lesson planned and that's just kind of what God put on my heart, um, you know, last night. And, 
you know, it just it ended up, you know, like, and I was going back to what um, Brother Jeremy Joyce had talked about um, the other week uh, about finding little wins no matter what. And today we had two kids as a brother and a sister. They never pray in our altar calls. They will go up and they'll be up there and, you know, they don't pray and we try to pray with them. It's it's usually pretty cold with them. But today they opened up and they were, you know, they may have not gotten the Holy Ghost and tears may have not fallen down their face, but man, they were on the brink of it. And I, you know, I was talking to some of our staff and I was like, that was amazing. Did you see that? So I went back to what he was talking about. Like, you know, those steps that were taken, um, they may not have been a big blowout like you expected, but God was moving to the point where those kids were praying on their, and they were really praying on their own. Really wasn't anybody pushing them. I went and prayed with them after, but you know, like I noticed that they were praying on their own. I thought that was so awesome. Um, so, you know, just believing that God's going to move in and I'll try my best to keep you guys updated um, on the situation with my nephew. Um, you know, just, I really appreciate you guys taking that time. I know you don't have to, but, um, just all the messages, all the people telling me that we're praying and, um, you know, it's, I'm, I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, with that going on and, you know, it was actually, it felt like it was busier than what it probably was, but I just felt like that. I don't know. But it was a great weekend. Um, you know, went on outreach and um, went and visited some of my bus routes. Um, a lot of stuff going on with those families. Um, you know, there was a death in one of my families. Um, one of their uncles passed away in a car accident. And so been kind of connecting with them, telling them, you know, praying with them and trying to be there for them. Uh one of my families moved. I found out today why they moved, and I've been trying to get a hold of them, but I talked to their nephew today, and he was telling me that they moved. It was an older family. It was two, an older wife and a husband, um, and their granddaughter that they take care of. And they had moved. I just went over to the house, and the house was empty. And so I was like, that's odd. And, you know, so I found out that... They moved because on one day, a Sunday to Saturday morning, I believe it's a Saturday morning, um, at like 7 a.m., someone shot up the house. And they live on the top story. So it was really random to have their house, you know, shot at because, you know, they don't, they're older. And, you know, so they didn't, they were not having that. They just packed up and moved. And so um trying to get a hold of them and just try and see where they're at and see if they're close by that where we can get them back on the bus if not then try and get them connected to somebody um you know and then i went and visited another the older gentleman and his wife that ride my bus route and i was talking to them and just you know they feel me in on the news and what's going on what i'm missing and um, they told me somebody right around the block or not even right around the block. It was maybe, you know, 200 yards, uh, away from their house. Uh, another man was, you know, he was killed, um, by a lady. Um, and it was over $40. And so, you know, I just, my heart was, I know stuff like this goes on all the time in my, in this neighborhood, but 
you know, it's it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm just, I got to, you know, I just felt the need to just keep praying and just keep asking God and pleading the blood over these kids. And, you know, it's just, I'm going to have families moving soon because of the area being so rough. And it's like, what, what can I do? And what do I, where do I go from here? And God, you know, I can't just up and leave because it's a rough area. That's not, that's not the right way to go about it. Um, but what can I do? You know, what can I do in this neighborhood that's going to change the way these people are thinking or acting? And, you know, what is God, what can I, what is God going to do with me? You know, and just, I don't know. I don't have the answers for everything. Um, but I do have faith that God's going to do something and just keep knocking doors, keep inviting people to church, um, keep ask, offering Bible studies to people and God's going to take care of it. I just have to be there and be willing to, to do it. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of just a, I guess it's just an emotional weekend. Um, emotionally, just tolling, just, you know, worrying about everything and worrying about stuff like this and Man, man, man. I don't know about you guys if you ever had that day but or that weekend, but it, to, this weekend was definitely that. But, you know, God is still God at the end of the day. Um, despite everything that's going on, I know he has a plan. And I have faith in believing that God is going to take care of it. And God is going to move in a mighty way. There's revival. He's promised us that. Um, and I just have to hold on to it. And, you know, my human moments come in where I doubt and I worry and I feel that, you know, nothing's happening. But, you know, I have to move on from that and just, you know, believe in God and believe in what he's going to do. And I think that's the point is that we can a lot of times feel like we can doubt, we can have more human moments. But at the end of all that, that you feel push yourself to say, you know what, but God, but God, if he can do it for me, he can do it for this neighborhood. If he can change, you know, the people in our lives that we've seen God move in that were impossible, he can do the impossible in this neighborhood. It's not, God's not limited to just our lives. He's, lim you know, he, he has no limitations. God can bust through anything. He can bust through neighborhoods. He can bust through, you know, houses and, and hearts. And, you know, that's just what I'm believing so with that being said, uh, we're getting ready for Memorial Day. Uh, we're going to be kicking up a big, um, we're coming summer, summer fire. We're calling it summer fire, uh, which is going to be the next couple months until I believe Pentecost Sunday, um, where we're pushing for big services of revival in the Holy Ghost. So we're having a few preachers coming down. So it's going to be busy, but um, definitely going to be, you know, it's going to be hope. Um, we're having faith that it's just going to be packed. And so, you know, next Sunday we're getting amped up for uh, Memorial Day. Uh, we're going to have a service in the morning. And then we're going to have a fellowship after service in the morning. So we're going to try and get all, we're, we're getting all the kids from the bus, all the kids or all the families. And we're all going to go to the park and spend some time together and eat and just really build relationships with the people. And I'm excited for my bus route there. Um they're pretty stoked about it. So uh, another thing is tomorrow night we are doing um, our faithful writers. So if you're listening to us on Monday tonight, we're doing this. Um, we try and celebrate um, every so often with our bus route of kids that don't miss any Sundays. 
you know, if the only reason they miss a Sunday is for because they have to go with a parent, which is scheduled, um, we don't dock them for that. But um, this time we're going to do pizza um, and then we're going to do games and have a celebration. Uh, just spend some time together with them. And we try to do this every so often. I would say every quarter, but um, it doesn't work out like that all the time. But we try to do it at least every so often. Really encourages our kids to be faithful. Um, so this one we're doing a little smaller scale. Uh, the next one we do is definitely going to probably be bigger. Um, I'm trying to get this to where I can take the kids to uh, this vintage arcade studio place. And they can play all the games for like an hour. And I'm going to try and call and see if I can get a deal on just if I bring 20 kids or something, whatever it is. Um, but that will help us keep our numbers consistent on our bus. Um, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work for them. But um, I know for sure with our younger kids, it definitely does work. So you know, just keep trying with that. And so I'm excited, you know, this week is going to be pretty busy, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be an exciting time for the church. Uh, so today guys, I got, um, a couple guests with me today. I'm really excited about it. Um, I really feel that this conversation was extremely from the heart and real. Um, you know, all of our conversations are always from the heart and real, but, um, you know, this was with um, this episode was with our kids church staff. So or some of the people from our kids church staff, I shouldn't say everybody, but um, I'm really excited. And I just wanted to take a moment and just say that I am extremely proud of the team that I work with, um, whether it's on the buses or whether it's in kids church. Um, I, you know, I can be biased because it's my church. It's my family. Um, but they are the best. They're top notch. So if you guys are listening to this, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everything you guys do, every little bit that you put into this ministry and, and into these kids. You guys are the elite in my mind. And I am just, I'm just so blessed to be able to work with you guys, work alongside with you guys, and just to do what God wants us to do. So, uh, enjoy this episode, guys. Um, you know, um, if you get a chance, you know, post on Instagram. Let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know if you're listening to it. I uh, really would like to hear from you guys. Uh, you know, kind of get back in the swing of things. So uh, without further ado, guys, here you go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode here. I am here with Selena. Hello. And Allie. Hi. And we are... Two, four, seven, fours. I don't know. I'm not good at fractions, but just a portion of our Kids Church team here today. Yeah. HC Kids. HC Kids. So with, excited. We have gang signs for our, for our church. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, Pastor, they used to do the HC in sign language and crisscross them, and that was our sign. Was it? Yeah, yeah. We used to do it off the platform to him, and he would do it back to us. I never noticed that. Yeah. We used to do that all the time at Freedom Week in San Jose. Yeah. Hmm. I learned, yeah. well, apparently we do have gang signs. <laughs> They're holy, <laughs> holy signs. Okay. Holy signs. The holy gang. We're new creatures. <laughs> we all grew up in Northside. <laughs> As you can tell, we have all, we all come from rough neighborhoods. <laughs> we lived in the projects. <laughs> so um, today I'm gathered here with uh, just a couple people from our team. Um, Definitely not all of them, but just a couple of them. We're, today we're going to be talking about team building. Yeah. 
Allie's, Allie's in a good mood today, so we're going to hear lots of funny stuff. There. She'd be like, I don't want you to play it anymore. Um, but we're going to be talking about team building, kind of just talking. I'm going to go over um, my session from the SEC uh, Kids Ministry um, conference that we had. Um, but we're going to each kind of like talk about different parts that we feel about the different points in the in the thing. <laughs> You can't see the hacking signals of kill me. <laughs> but um, so before we start, I know everybody's wondering, well, not wondering about me and Selena, but let's see. What's your number, your Enneagram number? Selena's a one. I am a one. Allie's a? Nine. Ooh. You want our wing? And I'm a five. Go ahead. What's your wing? I'm a wing two, which is the helper. The helper. <laughs> she wanted to help so many people this weekend. <laughs> She was, her wing two was sticking out this week. Yeah. <laughs> What's your wing, Allie? One. A wing one. Yeah. And I don't have a wing. I would say you're, oh, if you had a wing, it would definitely be a six. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe. Not maybe. That <coughs> is a for sure. You are definitely not a four. No. Oh, no, no, no. No. Okay. Well, just got them out there so everybody knows. So we're going to do our best to try not to let our... Our dominant Enneagram stick out today. <laughs> um, Allie's going to be like, sure, sure, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, if my uh, number sticks out, I'm going to zone out and be like, huh? So the first part of this was, um, obviously, this, my whole thing was called the dynamics of team building. Um, and we're going to talk about why you think team building is important. So I'm going to start. Why we think team building? Yeah, I want, you to, oh. I want to hear your... I want to hear why you think it's important. I thought you were talking to them. I was like, no. Well, I'm sorry. I pulled any, a nine. Okay. <laughs> Selena, once again, is forgetting we're on a podcast. <laughs> um, so why do I feel that team building is important? I think that you cannot have any success in your ministry without having your team together. Example, team building. That's what I feel. What about you, Selena? I... <laughs> I think team building is important because if you do not understand where your team is at, you will never accomplish like the goal. If your team isn't working together, if there's no common ground or unity, you're not going to go anywhere. Cool. Allie? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I do agree with you guys. I'm just like, if your team's in a sense like not in sync like you don't you're not going to work well there's always just going to be something like hindering you in a way i feel like there's always that room for people to wonder what's what's happening or wonder what's going on in a sense of like disunity like if you're not together and in sync there's always yeah. that questioning why am i doing this mm -hmm. uh, um and i think that a lot of times um people will use that doubt and it kind of fuels the negative stuff i don't know take it from a one <laughs> <laughs> our dominant part is negativity <laughs> it well, is so true so but like if you're in the like if you're left in the dark if i'm left in the dark i'm angry and i'm like well he just he is on a high horse and he he thinks he knows everything yeah. and i don't want to be a part of this team and yeah, man, I've been in my one pretty much lately then because I'm just like all about communication lately. Like mm -hmm. when things are not communicated, it 
has really definitely been irritating me lately. And sometimes I feel I'm the worst at that. I think at least out of our group. That was a really bad area to clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, and I'm, but that's yes. the thing. Like I'm at least I'm 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 at least comfortable enough with you guys to admit that yeah I'm the worst at sometimes doing that. Um, I definitely have lately been trying to make sure that I'm on top of things, or if I'm not on top of things, um, I feel like I'm at least very apologetic for it. And trying to warn, like, I may not be on top of things about yeah. this. Um, but, yeah, definitely um, with that team building, like, that communication, I think, is a huge thing. Yeah, for um, sure. But, like, some of the things that I put on this thing was, like, it creates uni it creates unity, mm -hmm. which is so a true. huge part of yep. if you're not unified, then you're disorganized and nobody's on the same page. Everybody wants to be a chief. Nobody wants to be the Indian kind of thing. And... I think you it's won't just, accomplish anything if everybody on your team is a chief. Yeah, nope. definitely. And if a leader doesn't know how to be an Indian, mm -hmm. that is bad news. And especially, like, let's put it in the example, like, if we put you in charge of, of something mm -hmm. for the day, whether it's birthday, Sunday, Allie probably hates this because I always push it back to her. <laughs> She'll ask me a question. I'm like, yeah, well, you decide. It's You're in charge. But that's <laughs> my part as, as being a leader is saying... <laughs> Hey, you're in charge of this. Whatever you decide is what I'm gonna follow. The chief of birthday Sunday. <laughs> but and like me being a nine, like I'm very indecisive. Yeah, and there's like people that like to delegate, but then micromanage. Mm -hmm. I hate micromanaging. I hate to be micromanaged, and I guess it's more like I don't want to micromanage you, unless I like. I mean, there's a time and place, and especially like when I'm at work, if I I will not micromanage my employees. But if the job is not getting done, I will micromanage if I have to. But that's usually just at work. <laughs> you know, um, but like I hate being micromanaged. So when I give you guys a task, it's your call. Unless I really feel that something is not correct, then I will mention it to you. Or you want it done a certain way. Or I want it done a certain way. But I usually try to do that before I give you the task. Yeah, I usually try to communicate it. Yeah. So, um, but that was like creating the unity, um, making things easier. Mm -hmm. Like we said, if it just, we flow, we kind of get going on that. Um, it's less stress on everybody, especially our ones. Yes. Um, <laughs> and our, even the nines though. But I think if everybody knows the plan, nobody's, you know, running around trying to figure out what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and everybody's just kind of moving together and there's a plan. I guess, even if it's not something set in stone. What's my next one? Oh. Less stress. No, we saw, we said less stress. You, you Better results. Better results. And then you're going to obviously see that you guys are working together because at the end of the day, a team is a team. And if you're working together, then, hey, you got this. And everybody's kind of moving. We know the direction. And you're going to see results as far as even in the kids because the kids can definitely tell um, when things aren't together. And they can definitely tell when... You know, we're scrambling around trying to find something to fill in the time. Mm -hmm. um, but so on this one other part, I put teamwork is understanding the roles and positions. Um, we I feel that we have really kind of gotten to that place where everybody understands their roles mm -hmm. and especially positions. Um, it's not like a power trip thing, at least for us. I know some people can be definitely like a power trip, like I'm in charge, everybody needs to listen, but you know, I'm the chief. 
Yeah, you know, but like I think it definitely helps us um, understanding where our boundaries are as far as like I said, if I put someone in charge, if I put you in charge of something, I'm gonna let you take charge. In other words, I'm gonna step back unless I absolutely need to step in. But nine times out of ten, I'm letting you take charge. I'm letting you make the decisions. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think about the positions? Kind of like knowing where you need to be and knowing, I guess, the, the order. I've said this multiple times that the thing I love about our team is that everybody knows how to be the Indian and the chief. Mm -hmm. So our team is very good at knowing when they need to be the chief and also when they need to be the Indian. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, we stay in our lane. Yeah. We know what our role is, especially in certain tasks, like birthday, Sunday, we know Allie's in charge. So like we ask her When's it time to set up? When's it time to pass out the cupcakes? It's not like, okay, we're doing cupcakes now. Like, I don't care what you're doing, but we're grabbing them. Yeah. Or like setup day, they're always just like, okay, what do we need to do? It's not like, well, I don't like your idea, so we're going to do it this way. Yeah. It's you, never like that. Yeah, because I don't think we've ever had a birthday Sunday where I'm like, okay, set this up. You know, like we're doing cupcakes now, and then they may be like, the cupcakes aren't even ready. <laughs> you know? Um, because there may be something that we need to add to them or stuff, but... Um, I think that, like, yeah, like, we know when to take charge. And definitely there's been times where something happened in the middle of service mm -hmm. and somebody stepped up and grabbed the mic and took charge and became that chief at that moment. You know, mm -hmm. like when something's blowing up in the back or something, I don't know. <laughs> no, you know? there was one time where we did have to go on lockdown when there was those random people walking around the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went on lockdown, and you had gone out to lock some of the doors and check out the area with Brother Joe, mm -hmm. and uh, Missy had stepped up to just take over the service where we needed to be until it was, mm -hmm. until you came back. Like, although our numbers are very different, and there's, especially like our nines and sixes, they don't like to be in charge, but definitely they feel that push when, when something's going on and like it's an emergency, like we just... Everybody takes charge at some point. Um, nobody's afraid to step up and say, hey, you know, like, can you imagine if someone didn't step up at that time and the kids were, like, left alone? Or not left not alone. Not even left alone. It would have just been straight chaos. Yeah, because you had to keep kids. Like, we were not allowed to send them to the restroom. No restroom. And then we had the parents. We had sent out a text message <laughs> that the parents had to come get the kids, the kids from yeah. the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We weren't releasing them. That was, I think that was the second time we had to go on lockdown here. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. When things like that happen, we, we definitely have a plan. Um, it's kind of like a, okay, something's going on. We don't tell the kids, but we just tell the all the teachers know, you know, whether we're sending texts to each other throughout service and whoever has their phones looking at it and telling the person next to them. Um, but there's definitely, like, like I said, there's that order of positions and understanding, like, Who's, who's in charge and who's leading and whether it's in a portion of a service or, you know, because there's definitely times where you'll take over a portion of a service and you'll tell me I need to go grab something for you or ask me I need to go if I can go grab something for you. Um, but I don't get in that power trip of, well, I'm in charge. Listen to I don't me. need to go. I don't need to go do this, you know, but the, it's not about that. It's more about like, well, she's in charge now. I'm going to do what she needs to do because I want to make you as effective as you can be in ministry 
and not get on my high horse and say, well, I don't need to go do that. <laughs> you know, do you know who I am? <laughs> but, you know, it's just that understanding that different times, different people are going to be in charge. But um, I kind of put this on there. I said in every team, there's roles and positions for a reason. Look at a, you know, a basketball team. Every, every, um, everyone has a specific job to do. And at the end of the day, we, at the end of the end of the day, <laughs> end of the day, um, the team has one, the same goal is to win a game uh, and a ministry should be the same way as it, except we're, we're winning souls. And, um, the, as a leader, you need to make sure that it's, that the goal is clear and everyone understands, you know, and that goes back to why team building is important. We all have a specific role, but at the end of the day, we're all working hard to make sure that these kids are in the altar praying and trying to get the Holy Ghost and making the decision to be baptized. Um, we all, since we've been changing the way that we've been working together, we all have understanding of our main goal is that every Sunday we're, we're pushing for that in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I think everyone, you know, and then this next part I put is this, everyone should have a place on our team. Um, and this is definitely something that we were actually talking, me and you were talking about this today mm -hmm. um, at coffee about people having a position. You like, um, you were saying, what were you saying about that one church that they do with their ministry about um, taking uh, personality tests and then... Oh, yeah. So there's a church in uh, Texas that they... Um do a personality test and then a spiritual gifts test and they are after they're done taking the test and they get the results the ministry leaders um, go to them uh, based on their results so if somebody scored really high in working with children then children's ministry will approach them and their goal is to get everybody serving in their gifting mm -hmm. and that's obviously perfect scenario <laughs> we're not perfect scenario yet here at hope center um everybody has to wear a different hat yeah or 15 different hats or 20 different hats and a cape you know um obviously you know if you have a smaller church it's not super possible for us to do that um because very much that person who's a bus driver is also a, a sunday school teacher, sunday school teacher and or then, on the worship team. Or on the worship team at night when they can be, or they're doing sound ministry, or they're doing, you know, the drums, or, you know. Service leading. Service leading. Or on Sunday night when we have food here at the church, they're in the back cooking because you simply just don't have enough people to do that. Um, but I thought, because I thought that was really, really interesting that, that that person, when they asked them that question, they told them that. But then they said, you know, at the end of the day, that's a perfect scenario. But like everybody has to work in some capacity to do whatever needs to be done at the church. Right. And there's actually a really good book on, um, it's called I Will by Tom Rainer. And it's just basically saying that like, even though you have this, this gift, you have a special talent or something, if your church isn't in the position to just be used in that one area, like everybody needs to wear different hats, you need to step up and just wear the different hat because at the end of the day, like church isn't about, it isn't just about you. Serving isn't just about you. It's about everybody else that doesn't know God yet. Mm -hmm. And so serve where the need is. Yeah. And then when that need is no longer there, move on to the area where you're really supposed to be. 
Because not every church is at the area where they can have everybody in a specific job. Right. Yeah. You know, I wish that's what we could do. And I think that's I think that's what we've been trying to do lately is put people in an area where they're excelling. You know, um like you you like to be more behind scenes. Oh yeah. Ali likes to be more behind scenes. You know? Our whole team likes to be behind the scenes. Yeah, studio. like we're all, we're all servants. <laughs> but we don't want to be seen. We just yeah. want to get the work done. Yeah, and I think you know that's important and I think that's that's super valuable if you have people that are on your team that are like that you need to not put them in positions that are going to make them uncomfortable. Like I've learned that Ali hates teaching. <laughs> But she she will do it if I absolutely need her to do it. But like her stomach turns upside down. Yeah, <laughs> she's I'm nauseous now. <laughs> but no, I need know, time to like I mentally prepare. <laughs> I can't throw that on you. I have to tell you like six months ahead that you're going to be teaching. You know, yeah. we're like like with like Missy, where I had to throw it on her the morning of. I knew it was going to like mess her up, but I was like I. I I need someone to teach us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but luckily I had everything planned and it was super easy for her to do it, hopefully. Um, but, you know, designating roles and now like I'm just feeling and I'm seeing, I'm viewing, like I think as my job, it, I have a responsibility of making sure I'm observing everybody and not just the kids, but also like you guys and seeing that like, hey, you know, maybe it's not the best place to put her here. Or, you know, maybe it's better that I utilize their talents here, you know. Um, well, here's here's where I see it is it you do your best to do that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we have an entire team that loves to be behind the scenes. Yeah. But we all know that that's we can't stay there. Yeah. So, like, even though we're not teaching a lesson, we're leading some part of the service, and that comes from mm-hmm. just being willing to serve where the need is. Yeah, and I think we do a great job at that. But I think on top of that, I'm like everybody knows they have to do something. Yeah, nobody's nobody's here. Just uh, only people that are taking kids in and out to go to the restroom are extra help. That's not part of the staff. <laughs> you know, I mean, we do that on a regular. Well. <laughs> I mean, we do that on a regular. But I mean, like. There's not very many people that are on our staff that just do one thing. Right. Um, we all have to put on different hats and do. We're a all. tiny team. Yeah, but I think that I try <laughs> to put I try to put you guys in charge. I guess I would say mm-hmm. of specific areas that I know you'll excel in, because I want the best out of you. I want to I want to push you to be the best at what you're good at. Um, and Ali's like Ali's found a way to minister to kids because you know you felt that you know like that birthday sunday Happy birthday. you know like am i right or yeah no you're right <laughs> <laughs> like you know like that's that's what you feel you know you help in every other way and you you do whatever needs to be done and um same thing with like selena like games you do games every sunday it's not your forte. No. It, I saw the need and I just stepped up. It's yeah. not my strong suit, but it's something that we thought we needed to add and there wasn't really anyone to do it. So. Yeah. But definitely had to put someone in charge. So sometimes I'll put some people in charge that don't necessarily 
they're not the best at it or they're not I am looking at it. I guess that doesn't make sense. Or doesn't I'm not trying to say it that way. No, I know what you mean. But like they may not be it may not be what they what they feel like they're the best at. It is not my gifting. But, but I but it gets do done. It. It's like what um, Caleb Dillon said about games. He's like, I Google everything. Yeah, I Google everything. He's like, I have no creativity. <laughs> I Google everything. The only time I was super creative was after the SEC Children's Conference. And it was just such a busy weekend. It slipped my mind to get a game. And the area where they were serving the food out of, they put a pool noodle mm-hmm. that was cut as a buffer on the counter where they were serving serving food from Uh and i was just like i told you right before i was like i don't have a game and then i saw it and i was like the limbo duh yeah and the kids ended up really liking it and it was just a stick and music so yeah and you know inspiration but everybody kind of has to see like (laughs) like we're trying to put i'm trying to put people in places where needed but you know, obviously, I'm not going to throw somebody that's not comfortable with having to jump into things. Right. Like, I wouldn't just jump into teaching. Yeah. That's not That's, me. like, you mm. hate I've, jumping into I teaching. I freak out. You're another person I have to let know six months in advance that yes. they're teaching. <laughs> <laughs> they need all the prayer they can get for it. <laughs> but, like, I think what we've done is lately, uh, especially for new people, is we make, like, our roles super clear. Like, this is your role. This is what you're doing. These are what's expected of you. Like we have the write outs now for people that join when they mm-hmm. decide to join and they fill the call. So if you're filling the call and you go to our church, please join. <laughs> <laughs> we but, need you. But we make it very clear and I, I list, it's pretty much like a job application. Like it lists what you're expected to do, what are the requirements. And, and that's just the general ministry, not like mm-hmm. your actual role inside like mm-hmm. how we all have specifications oh yeah yeah role. that's that's usually something that takes time yeah. um i try to find i try to give that time so i can see what their giftings are um you know like um you know there was people that were really good with the three four year olds but i saw like they were like gifted with working with younger kids mm-hmm. and so we were able to send them off to a, a younger classroom um, for the service time, but you know, looking at people and observing them is definitely a huge part. Um, another part that I put on there is that the leaders should be working harder than everyone on the team. It says, as a leader, it is important to lead by example. That means that you are setting the bar for your team. Um, I will be the first one to admit this, and I'm sure Selena will be the second one to admit this, that at a point in time, I did not set the bar. <laughs> Cricket, cricket. <laughs> I'll be honest. There was, there was a time that I I did not lead by example. Um, I think that I have done a lot um, to try and correct that now, um, or at least try. <laughs> but like, yes, you have. Thanks. I was gonna nod, and then I was like, wait, they can't see you. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> but I think I've I've done I'm doing as much as I probably can if not i always could do more but just try and be here you know like i'm trying to get here earlier before everybody gets here i'm trying to stay longer than everybody else stays i'm not leaving and dipping out because <laughs> the bus is an excuse <laughs> yes, yes. but i come back after i'm done with the bus do i the always lights. i come back and i make sure everything's put away before i just I the fyi i always do that before i leave the room yeah but that's he triple checks my work. But that's the thing is like everybody's triple checking everything or trying to. 
you know, I can only do so much. But like I said, I'm trying to set the example of everybody, over, you know, triple checking everybody's work to make sure that we are all together because... Micromanaging? No, not micromanaging. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, I think it's more like micromanaging with no, me texting you guys and asking you if you got Is all that done. Is everything done? Is everything right, I'm going to check. Yeah, okay. like that's different. Okay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have it ready for you. But I'm just like... You know, like I'm going back, but like you guys will do the same thing. You go back and say, oh, well, this needs to be vacuumed. Someone grabs a vacuum and vacuums, you know, if we miss something. Um, but I think like that's important for people that are leaders and even not even just leaders. I think in general, I think if everybody's doing their part to not outdo each other, but set the bar at some point, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're constantly just pushing each other to be better. Um you guys obviously can't see this diagram, but I had this diagram on there, and it was the, the triangle. So think of your food pyramid. <laughs> and at the, so if you got a pen and paper, grab a pen and paper, draw a triangle. Okay, everybody draw a triangle on the table. There we go. All right, I'm the only one. Allie did it. Oh, sorry. So draw your triangle. Okay, cool. That's not a triangle, it's an octagon. Okay. That's an octagon. So on the top of that triangle, write leader. Okay. This is an octagon. Yeah. Okay. On the middle of that triangle, you're going to write ministry team, team member or whatever you call somebody that is under the leader. And underneath that is a volunteer. Um, so you're going to have three positions. So leader, ministry team member, and volunteer. So if you look at the volunteers section on the bottom of that triangle, they have a lot of room. They have a lot of room to kind of just really do whatever. Those are people that are like, you know, they come in, they just, they're just helping out. Uh, maybe special occasions. Uh, not not a lot is required from them. Mm-hmm. Um, we we get a lot of this during kids revival time. Yes. Uh, we get a lot of people that aren't necessarily even all the way there where they need to be with their walk with God. But or like new converts. New converts. You know, we we take anything for the volunteers. You know, we let we just need them. You know, but the room for them to move around is is a lot. But if you go to the, like a ministry team member. As you go higher in your position, it starts to narrow out, and you don't get as much, yeah, narrow down. You don't get as much leeway with your um, ex, or you you know you don't get as much leeway as your freedom. The expectations are a little bit, you know, higher for you. Um, and then if you go to the leader part, that's when it gets real narrow, and you don't get hardly any leeway. But you got more responsibility, you know, and so that triangle is a good thing to kind of look at, especially when you're trying to explain to your team um, what's expected of them. Um, you know, leaders don't have the room to get mad at people like they want to. Um, the same thing with ministry team members. You probably have a little bit more room to kind of <laughs> probably get upset, but you still got to watch it because at the end of the day, you know, you got boundaries there. Um but it says, as a leader, you will make mistakes. Um, being honest and open um, is the best thing that you can do. Um, we're, yes. we're all very yeah. honest. I was about to say, our team doesn't struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call each other out. Yeah. But I think, like, I think, yeah, we're at, I think we're at that point where we call each other out, and sometimes we'll say it a little harsh <laughs> um, or very harsh. Why are you looking at me? I wasn't looking at you. Because <laughs> you're a one. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think that we try to do it. Well, I don't know if we try, but I think we sometimes do it out of love. 
You know, yeah. it's more like, hey, you totally dropped the ball on this, or hey, you left us here, or you left early, or hey, you know, this and that. But I think it's more done out of love than it is out of, well, I think a little bit of anger and love. But <laughs> <laughs> Ask me all the day of. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but we're honest with each other to say, hey, you know, I didn't like the way you said this to me. Yeah. You know, and it's never done in front of the kids. No. Or it's never done definitely. in front of other people that aren't involved in our ministry. Um, that is key. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like when we make mistakes, I may not know it. I'm I'm the worst at that. I'm the worst at being, you know. It's like what I was talking about how I, I saw my friend from work. Oh yeah. And I, I so this is a story at work. I was walking from my area to the office, and I just walked and I went through the gate, and then I went out and then I was coming back and I saw my friend. Um, I saw my friend Shaggy, and I said, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know, like all happy to see him, and you know. And he's like, oh, hey, now you want to say hi to me? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, dude, I was waving at you for like three minutes when you were walking by and saying, hi, Ray, hey, Ray. I was like, dude, I totally didn't even see you. I wasn't even, I didn't even hear you. And he's like, I just thought you were being a jerk and just were just being, ignoring me. And I'm over here telling him hi, like it's the first time I've ever seen him for the day. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it. But you're like, you see how easy it is to like offend somebody or get somebody upset and not even realize it. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> I think that, like, we're honest enough to say, hey, you know, you really upset me when you said this. Yeah, or you didn't have to say that so harshly. Yeah. I may be saying it with a, while I'm trembling, but I'll say it. <laughs> but, like, I mean, that's the thing is, like, or, like, if I bring up something, hey, we're going to do this, and I see everybody has a look. <laughs> that's the thing about our group. So I will say something, and, like, we're going to do this, and everybody has a look on their face. And I can either ignore it and move on with my life and think that everybody's okay with it, or I can just say, hey, what's what's the matter? And they'll tell me, like, you know, hey, we don't we don't feel this is a good idea. Well and but the thing is is we always Why? Well what's why the reason? I wanna know why, I wanna know what's the reason, and then at the end of that You better have a way to fix it. Yeah. I mean that's the thing. We never well, we try to make sure that we don't have complaints without solutions. Unless there is a complaint that you need input for a solution. Yeah, which we we all try to work on a solution that everybody's at least happy with. Yeah. Um, definitely, I don't have all the bright ideas, and I try to go to you guys for at least, you know, input on something, you know, something you guys may not like. And if everybody – but that's another thing. is like if everybody's cool with it and you're the only one that's not cool with it – Outvoting. You're outvoting. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, you're not going to go huffing and puffing because your <laughs> idea didn't get picked. Like, there's plenty of stuff that I've wanted to do and it doesn't get picked. Or, like, nah. or everybody's not feeling it. And, you know, and they all think. And most of the time it's like, okay, well, maybe I didn't see something. And then, you know, we didn't do it. And I was like, you know what? That was a good idea that we didn't do that. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to be honest with yourself and say, hey, I didn't, you know. I may have not had the right idea, and maybe your guys' idea was better. But um, I think, yeah, we're really good at being honest with each other. Um, this one's cool. <laughs> people make mistakes. It says, learn to control your frustrations with pe when people fail you. Type 1s, 
Learn to control your frustration. <laughs> I have not been able to say this enough to type ones. Control your frustrations. No, he says, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> breathe. All right, look at you and go, breathe. <laughs> sometimes I say, okay, and I'll take a deep breath. Or sometimes I say, I don't want to breathe. But I mean, like, that's the thing, like... People are going to be frustrated, especially in the middle while you're ministering. Or yeah, when you're in people are human. Yeah, like someone's going to do something, someone's going to say something, but do not blow up in front of the kids. And no. Like, especially because, you know what? I always say this. Kids get enough of that stuff at home. Yeah. They don't need to hear. You got, you got a problem with it, you just suck it up and talk about it after church when all the kids are gone. You know, and I think that we've done that a few times. It's like, ooh, like that really upset me. You know, um, but if you're letting it show in front of the kids, it's definitely um, that's a big no-no. Yep. Yeah, but type ones learn to control your frustration. Type six it. too. Type sixes. What about them? They they don't control their frustration as well sometimes. Yeah, they do. Not all the time, but they hold grudges. What do you think? They're grudge holders for sure. <laughs> Almost stay silent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but like learn to control your frustration when people fail. I mean, things are going to mess up. Things aren't going to go right, you know, but you can't necessarily hold that frustration towards them because at one point, this is what I always say. This is what I always tell my one. <laughs> at one point in time, you have failed. And if somebody holds that against you, how do you Don't remind that? us how imperfect we are. No, I'm not. You know what? And you know where I got that from? I got that from Pastor. Because I remember one time I was like, well, they did this and they did this and this, you know, and they messed up on this. And, and I just kept going on. And he's like, well, what about you? And he just started. He I'd be like, this ain't about me. This is about them. <laughs> he pulled out that pastor card and he's like, he goes, what if, he goes, what if I brought up every time that you failed? Short and list, pastor. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh, my goodness. First of all, Suda, well, no, she might say that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that to pastor. But, like, you know, like, oh my he's always told me, like, how many times have you failed? How many times have you messed up? He goes, and if someone brought that up to you or if I brought that up to you every time, how would you feel? And I'm like, yeah, you know. I feel even worse because nines, they always put themselves down. <laughs> They're always self-doubting. <laughs> but, like, you know, that's, that's, it's true because it's like, how many times have I failed? He goes, you know, and he's always told me, I've taken it on the chin plenty of times for you. You want to complain about this person. I'd be like, you're barely telling me now <laughs> what they say. <laughs> That's the type one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what they say. <laughs> and it brings me to another subject. If so, you hear somebody saying something about you, they either tell you to your face, unless they do, it's what? Gossip. It's gossip. It's hearsay. So don't go walking around and say, I heard you say this. Be like, unless they tell me to my face, it's not important. Sorry, I felt like preaching there. <laughs> but there's too many times where people are like, well, so-and-so says something about you. Well, unless they tell me, it's gossip. And I'm not going to go and confront that unless yeah. it's something serious, and I'll take it to my pastor yeah. and let him handle it. And never issue. confront anybody when you're angry. No. Oh, for sure not. No. Never. Because it's not going to do any good for either one of you. No. Mm -mm. no. Like that goes back to controlling yourself. I'm <laughs> working on myself. I didn't say you weren't. Praise him. Um, uh, <laughs> this is, this one's, this one's funny because I think we do it in a, 
different way than most people would expect us to do it. And um, it, which is always be, always encourage each other. Yes. Um, we do it, we show love in a very strange way. <laughs> but <laughs> Archie was special. Yeah, we're, we're twisted in some ways. <laughs> we're very sarcastic. So, like, yes, if we're not making very. fun of you. It's most likely because we don't. We don't like We you. have a hard. <laughs> don't want to say that. You don't say that. We have a hard time connecting with you. Yeah. Yes. But we have to make sure that we're not trying to be cliquish because that yeah. can vary. We just have fun. a weird humor. So, like, if somebody does a good job, like, we're not just going to be like, oh, great job. Like, that's not <laughs> us. Will. We'll be like, I will. <laughs> yeah, he will because he's a leader and he's had to learn that. But, like, <laughs> when he's talking to us just, like, as friends and he compliments us or something, like, we, it, it's like, hey, your cupcakes were terrible today and it's a joke. <laughs> And they know that they were really delicious. But I wouldn't say to somebody that to somebody who no. just started being on the team. Yeah. No, just a heads up. We're just we're twisted. Um, <laughs> it like, sounds so bad. We have a weird sense of humor. But I mean, but that's it's, it's true though because if I always just didn't say anything like "Hey, great job today," or I have to make sure that I'm doing that because a lot of times I'm just like, "Oh, it just got done. It just got done," and I'm just moving, moving, moving. But I have to stop and be like, "Hey, you know, great job on doing this," or. Hey, the kids really enjoyed this, you know. Um, this one is to give constructive criticism, not just criticism. Ooh, preach. That goes back to if you're not gonna, you're not gonna have me a solution. Don't come to me with your problem, you know. Like, don't come to me with your with your criticism on something yeah. that we're doing. Like, oh well, I'm not gonna go to Allie, but oh well, I think you know, the, the cupcakes really stunk today. And, you know, the kids didn't really like them. I like your voice change. <laughs> I know. That's, that's what I would say if I was talking to a brother cupcakes. <laughs> but, I mean, like, nobody wants anybody just to criticize. Oh, your game was real lame today and the kids didn't seem to like it. You know? Yeah, like, Ray has, actually, Ray has told me, like, maybe you should do something that involves more kids. He didn't tell me my game was terrible. He just said, you do something that involves more of the kids or is a little more exciting. Yeah. I mean, but, like, they'll tell me, too. Like, hey, your lesson was a little longer than normal. Um, 17 minutes. Maybe That's if, when I pull out the timer. Maybe if we had a timer for you, it might be, <laughs> might be more useful, you know? We're not all staring at him. Well, brother, who was it at the thing? Like, your lesson should be no longer than the, was it the age? The age, the length of their age or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, or the age of your youngest child, which is three. So we all just looked at him at the conference and just stared him down. He shook his head and was like, you guys are terrible. But, but you know, <laughs> they had the timer that next week and I was accountable for it. I said, let me see my timer. They thought I was joking. They whipped it back out, you know. <laughs> but, you know, constructive criticism. So it's like you didn't just tell me, hey, your messages are lengthy. Well, you do. But, I mean, <laughs> but we're messed up like that. We but, figured out a solution. But they figured out a solution because there's no way for me to tell how long I'm going up there, you know. But they had a clock in the back. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be held accountable for this. And there was criticism. That I took instead of me being like, "Well, you should just, you should just be in the Holy Ghost, sister, and just not care about the time," you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> pause. Think about that person. Okay, go on. <laughs> All right, um, but I mean, like, I was held accountable for that, and I said, "You know, what? I'm going to take this criticism. I'm not going to get offended by it. You know, I'm, I'm going to." They joke around about it, but you know what? I want to be held accountable to that, and I want to be like, you know what? I'm taking this this 
idea that they have and this concern that they have that the, my messages are being too lengthy. And at some point, somebody gets lost, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not being effective. And it's the same thing like with the games or with the cupcakes or with puppets or whatever we have going on. Like everybody has an idea or has a everybody wants to give a criticism to it. But like we have to have solutions for those. Um, so we kind of talked about the personality types. A little bit so and this and my thing i have like a full thing on enneagram personality types um you want to you want to read the enneagram thing one more time for everybody sure. so they know what we're talking about if they've never heard of enneagram i see i saw actually while you're looking that up i saw a bunch of you guys online um start talking about your enneagram types i've been noticing that lately <laughs> Yeah. I saw somebody say, oh, well, hey, you know, my, I'm a type one or something like that. And they posted something on Instagram. So I thought it was super cool. I don't know if I had a, if we had a. Um, well, there's people taking the test after your lesson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I know people are starting to get into it. But Selena's going to read a little bit if you don't know what it's about. Do you want me to read that whole what sure. the Instagram is? Do what you want to do. Okay. I'll leave you in charge of it. <laughs> Story time with Selena. Okay. Understanding personality types. The kingdom of God is not made up of people just like you. Thank God. It is made up of it's many It's literally <laughs> written in there. I just want to let you know. <laughs> it is made up of many personality types, but everyone has a place in his kingdom. We have used the Enneagram test to help our ministry to learn how to work with each other. What is the Enneagram personality test? The Enneagram is a set of nine distinct personality types with each number on the Enneagram denoting one type. It is common to find a little of yourself in all nine types, although one of them should stand out as being your closest being closest to yourself. This is your dominant personality type. Every single individual fits into a category. So, the f- start with it. <laughs> uh, the type one is the reformer. The rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and profes- perfectionistic. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> type two, the helper. The caring, interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. Type 3, the achiever, the success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Type 4, the individualist, the sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Hmm. Type 5, the investigator, (laughs) the intense, cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Type six, the loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Type seven, the enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. Hmm. Type eight, the challenger, the powerful, domineering, dominate, the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Definitely know some of them. And type nine, the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. <laughs> Allie's like, yep. <laughs> That's me. That's me. That's me. Some of these sound negative, but it, it, the Enneagram incorporates your positive and best self or worst self. And I think, like, it's cool. So, like, the Enneagram will also, like, the, <clears throat> the studies will show you, like, what you go to. In your negative state. In your negative state, and then once you go to even in your positive state. Yeah. Um, Do you want me me to say mine? Sure. (laughs) So I'm a type 1. So in my negative state, I go to a type 4 negative qualities, which they're angry, 
They are resentful. <laughs> they are doubtful of everybody. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Quiet in your corner. Uh, we, yeah, we get angry pretty easily. And then in my healthy state, I go to a type seven, which is the spontaneous, like loves adventure, being random. Uh, yes. Do you know everybody's? No. No. Where do you go? I go to a six in when I'm negative and three in my healthy state. Which are? Whatever you read. (laughs) 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 So loyalist in the negative and then double crosser that's it (laughs) (laughs) you're dead to me (laughs) i don't really know much about like the other the three yeah is that where you're like goal oriented like image conscious there you go see what you read (laughs) i don't know you're five what's the five go to Honestly, I don't know. I can pull up the diagram real fast. Yeah, and each personality type should have a wing. Some people are just really dominant in theirs, and they don't have one. (laughs) So Ray actually didn't have a wing, but he had a type 1 and a type 5 that were scored equally. So we're not really sure. No, there's no 2 in you. (laughs) It was a 1 and a (laughs) 5. I am a 2 with those that I love. Yes. Um. (laughs) We've talked about this. Zombie apocalypse. What would I, what, what Enneagram, man, we had a really <laughs> random conversation today at coffee. We're, we were talking about if, if there was a zombie apocalypse, what would I, would I be a type one that. Ray was the type that would, I, if there was somebody there that he loved, like his family, he would definitely be the helper, like trying to get them out, trying to make sure they all survive. If there was no one there that he loved, he would start pushing people in front of him just to survive. He he wouldn't care who he hurt. I was like, that's so accurate. (laughs) I would die first. One, I'm running in slow motion. (laughs) Selena is very talented. She can run in slow motion. Nobody else knows how it's done. (laughs) uh, Just get all of that aside. I would probably die because I would be the one to stop and help someone else. I'm like, nope. (laughs) Ray would be like, leave them. <laughs> what did we say Allie was? Uh, oh, Allie was the compliant one that she would just go with what the group wanted to do. Yeah. She would like, if somebody was just like. We're going to stay here. She'd be like, okay. <laughs> or we're going to move. Okay. Like, I think it's a bad idea, but okay. <laughs> so you looked up um, the, the wing, sorry, uh, uh, for the, the five. Uh, and it was it. A, a seven. In your. Is that healthy state? I believe so. No wonder we're so fun when we're healthy. I know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the funny thing is like when you're healthy, like you got to think about that. Like when you're in a bad mood. Yeah. Seven in stress, eight in growth. Oh, you go to the bad side of seven. (laughs) So the bad side of seven. I see that. Oh, I'm flighty? Yeah. Am I? Wait, let me see. I don't know what's. I don't the... know if you're flighty. No, this is you're distractible. That is so true, and you are scattered. Yes, this enneagram is preaching. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in the when I'm in a bad when I'm in a negative state of mind. Yeah, that you, you get the negative side of it. I get the fun side. <laughs> <laughs> so when our two sevens cross path, <laughs> and I'm just fun all the and time. And then the eight. What was the eight when I'm positive? Oh. When you're positive, so, you are self-confident, yep. Decisive, yep. Uh-huh. Willful. Uh-huh. 
maybe. But it was funny because we were talking about that today, and I remember what we said. Um, I said, oh, we were talking about my mom, and we were like, hey, my mom's like me. Like, if I'm asking for your opinion, it's because I want to hear it. Yeah. If I don't, I say, if I know what I'm doing, I don't ask for your opinion. I just do it. <laughs> like, a lot of times I'll do yes, that. decisive. Yeah, decisive. So those are my quote-unquote wings. That makes sense. Or healthy and unhealthy place. Yep. But, like, knowing that, has it helped us working with each other? Yes. Because I can tell when I'm in a unhealthy state here. And we I can just all tell keep... when you're in an unhealthy state. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I say to myself. <laughs> Selena's very shut out. So if she's in a negative place. I don't talk to nobody. She shuts don't look down. at me. She, she's doing what I'll she I'll be needs. nice to the kids. I just won't talk to the adults. Yeah. But like. <laughs> sounds really bad. Like, <laughs> But I mean like. I think uh, I think we are really good at throwing the, all that stuff out the window when we're here. Yes. Like, I ain't got time for people. That's where prayer becomes very helpful. Yeah, like we ain't got time. Ain't nobody got time for that with yeah. people coming in with their... Fix neg- it with Jesus before you try you, to fix it with somebody you else. You better fix it before those kids get in that oh, door yeah. is what we're pretty much trying Can't to Can't minister with that, with that ugliness. Mm-hmm. Just like you ugly, you like ain't helping. It's like I said, I said. I think a lot of the kids have that enough of that at home. We don't. They don't need it here. Yeah, and I yeah. think we all have an understanding of that. Yeah, they don't need somebody to snap at them or no. make them feel inferior. There's days that I have bad days, and I'm here, but I toss that out the window. You know how many times I want to? I do want to chew a kid out because he's not being behaved. <laughs> you know, but I can't. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to show them love, even though if they are, if I do need to make corrections, I make sure that I do it in love. Yeah. I make sure that I'm doing it very sternly. Oh, they know not to play around. But at the end of the day, I always make sure that I tell them that I love them and that I'm doing this because I love them. They may not feel that, but at least they know it. So it sounds like when your mom spanks you and they're like, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Like, no, it's not. Nope. Yes, it will. For, for sure, no. <laughs> Let me spank you with the bow. See if we talk about the same thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but when you really think about it, like, if you, as, a, as a teacher, I don't like correcting the kids. No. I want them to have the best time here. I don't like having to send them out. I don't like having to sit them away from somebody. But I love them so much that I'm going to make sure that they're they're getting that correction when needed. Yeah. But anyways. But I think um I think it's it's really been healthy for us to to understand who we are, who each other are. Mm-hmm. And where we go to in our healthy and unhealthy states. I think that's super important for us. Um, Because then I learned to understand everybody a little bit better. Um, I learned to work with you guys better. I learned to control the way I say things a little bit better, Mm -hmm. you know, and make sure that I am not necessarily walking on eggshells, but I'm doing something that I know that's not, or I'm making sure I'm doing Something in a certain way that you don't get offended. That you're making sure you're aware. I'm aware of what what sets you off or what doesn't set you off or what helps you. Yeah. Like, go ahead. With me, I'm like can be very oblivious to some things, and so like now I start because I know how I am, and I don't want to just 
don't like failure and two, letting other people down. So one thing I now know is that if somebody wants me to do something, I make sure like, okay, like tell me exactly what you want so that if it doesn't turn out that way, my it's like, on you. <laughs> it's kind of like we hold in my like thinking is kind of like holding each other accountable for it. Yeah. It's like, okay, well mm -hmm. I did everything you told me to do and this is what you wanted. Like if it's not going to work out, then Mm -hmm. Kind of like on both of us, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but mainly but, you. <laughs> but like, even like, even like your personality, like, I've known that there's been there's been Saturday nights where you're up to like <clears throat> two in the morning baking cupcakes <laughs> because your personality doesn't want to fail everybody else, you know. Or she's like, we're just gonna go get it in the morning. We'll go get it in the morning. Just go, yeah, buy we'll cupcakes. go buy cupcakes, you know. Um, but like understanding that like and i'm not like you know or like i know there's been some sundays where you're like should do you think we can do it next week and then me saying like no get it done <laughs> it needs to be done tomorrow i'll be like well you're in charge you decide <laughs> and she's like oh, you know no i can't she's like it. what do you think yeah. <laughs> there was one time i actually came early and baked cupcakes here at the church <laughs> i was like we were having birthday sunday no matter what yeah but i think like <laughs> We understand how to how each other works, and we're trying to work with each other as opposed to it's my way or the highway. Get out of my way, and I'm gonna push through this. Yeah. Um, like if I have questions, I usually ask Ray, because chances are he's already researched something on it. Yeah. He reads everything. Research. I read or listen. Yeah, I was gonna say more than likely listen. Listen, I'm not a reader. I thought it was real funny because I did a a quiz thing on my on the Kingdom Minded thing. And I said, do I like to read or do I like to, you know, what does I do in the spare time? Everybody, a lot of people put read and I'm like, yeah, I'm not much of a reader. I like to listen. Last time I was reading a book and Ray's like, you're not done with it yet? I was, Sorry, <laughs> we don't all just listen to our books and be done in an hour. Uh, it took two hours. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, my book took two weeks. It was, I get distracted it was a, <laughs> if I listen it, to it. It was a week of driving to work. <laughs> but like for me, I love to retain information so then that one day when someone's asking about yes you type five you know how do you know um i'm trying to think how of, do llamas store their food i don't know how llamas store their food but that is something but you something might i would know you know but like and that for me like me i know that flamingos they are not born pink they're, they're not? born gray what i didn't know that yep that's so weird huh random facts interesting <laughs> the more you know <laughs> Um, so I kind of wanted to jump into this part. It says the ways to unify your team. Um, these are things that we have implemented. Um, probably not the best at keeping them, but we have implemented them at one point in time. Um, let's start with healing. I, now that's a loaded question with, with asking you guys right now. And <laughs> I'm sure when Missy yeah, at the was, conference, we weren't there, so yeah. But you know, you were in there. Oh, I was you were in there. the background. No, no, no I had gone out and I came. I left uh, right when you were talking on it. So I thought this was really important. It says start with healing. Um, you may have, you may have some wounds that need to be healed, um, and we can all test to this probably about four years, three years, four years, five years, five years. There's my number one, my type one with the numbers there. Five years. We had this ministry and it had a lot of wounds. A lot of 
things that I have done, a lot of things that they have done, and I was, I was in a point where I was telling my pastor, I was like, I wanna, I wanna reclaim this, I wanna, I wanna fix whatever is wrong here, and he's like, well, you gotta start with yourself. Start. Four and a half years ago. That was like four years ago. Oh my goodness. I'm Thank sorry. You. I was just trying to track the date. I'm sorry. Four and a half years, three days, 17 hours. <laughs> but um, but healing those wounds, I had to earn everybody's trust back that I had broken. Um, and there's even maybe some people that had to earn my trust back or I had to learn to forgive them. Um, but if you have these wounds in your ministry... If you do not heal them, mm-hmm. they're never. You're never going to be able to be as effective. You'll destroy your team. Yeah, and it's a lot of honesty. It's a lot of times where you have to be like, "I'm sorry," even if you feel that you did nothing wrong. It's better for me to apologize and move on from it, than to f- let that wound fester, and create more of an infection. You know, if you're not cleaning stuff out. In your ministry, if you're not opening up the air and saying, "Hey, this is a problem," I'm 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 apologizing for it, and you got to really mean it. <laughs> you yeah. can't just apologize and expect things to happen. You really got to look into yourself and say, "Is this worth me messing up this ministry?" And I think that went both ways, or both ways for all of us, as far as a leader and as far as, as far as people on our team. Yeah, we talked about that today. Yeah, just like. Somebody on the team had really offended me and pretty much, I guess, I was at the point of destruction of whether I wanted to be in the ministry, even church, just because they had hurt me so bad. And when they joined the team, I was like, I can either be angry with them and create strife within my ministry, or I can forgive them and just see the bigger picture and... I decided to forgive them after much prayer, lots and lots of prayer, but it's for me helped my my part in the team. Yeah. And I you know, it's hard yeah to forgive people. I think all of our personality traits which is really bad, but all of our personality traits are really hard at forgiving people. Well, yeah, even mine. Mine is not just anger, it's resentment. Yeah. Like I have a hard time Forgiving people that have done me wrong. I know you, you do. The sixes do. I think we all are filled with a group of people that are just hold grudges. But at the end of the day, I had to make sure that I did my part. And we were talking about the Jesus, we had such a good coffee conversation. <laughs> at the end of the day, I want to be able to say that I've done everything in my hands right. to make things right. Whether I'm wrong or right, because it's more this ministry is so important to me that I'm willing to just say, you know what, you're either you're not right or or say you're right or you know I apologize and we may not agree on this, but I don't want to have this. It's about the bigger picture. Yeah, and so that was like a huge thing. This is the healing. We have to heal before we do anything. Before you move on, and let's say, well, my team's so disconnected right now. Start with that healing first. That needs to be done in prayer. That needs to be done in yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that you're righting the wrongs that you have done. And you need to fix those situations that you may have not started, but you need to make sure that they're taken care of before you move any further. Yeah. Um, and then um, 
I'm going to jump around. Uh, let's see here. Um, you know, but setting a time of prayer is really important. Um, not just team-wise, but your personal time. Um, I know life gets busy. And sometimes we, I know at least for myself, I slip up and sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't get, I didn't get a chance to pray this week or today or, but if we're not having that walk, we're a daycare. If you're not having that time of prayer, you're essentially just wiping noses and taking kids to the restroom. I don't wipe anybody's nose. I know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really though, that's, that's really what it is. If it's not saturated in prayer, you're daycare center. Yeah, and I don't ever want this place to become a daycare center. That's the last thing I ever want this place to be. You might as well burn the walls down if we're doing that. Well, not That's literally. a little extreme. <laughs> no, no you might as well cancel the <laughs> Sunday school because it's just you're just babysitting. What's the point? You're not if you're just babysitting, you're not leading these kids to Christ. Mm -hmm. And there's kids that are dying and going to hell. Exactly. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that they're children. Well, if they're old enough to understand, guess what? Right. Going to hell. My favorite quote is, there's no such thing as mini salvation. It's just salvation. Mm. Mm. Tie time my shoe. Should have bought a Honda. But like setting a time for prayer, we, we set a time of prayer for before service once we're done setting up. Something that's worked for me personally is setting an alarm on my phone. That way I know, I mean, because everybody's busy. I've never met somebody that isn't busy. So mm -hmm. I make sure I schedule it. Because just telling myself, hey, you should probably pray today is not enough for me. Yeah. So I set a um, an alarm clock on my phone that says time to pray. Mm -hmm. And I, I like what James Wang said one time about prayer for your lesson and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like, you want that pot roast prayer. You want it to slow cook. You wanted to, he's like, you want it to simmer. He was getting down on it too. But like, <laughs> no. it's true. Like if you're going to teach and if you're going to minister, like you need to saturate with that with prayer. Like even if you like, I, there's been plenty of times that I don't, I have an idea of where I'm going, but I still feel fuzzy about where God wants me to go. So I just keep putting it with prayer. Mm -hmm. And then when I get there, it's like, boom, like he gives me it. Right. You know, um, maybe I'm just making excuses for my last minute stuff. I don't know. But like, <laughs> like sometimes I just feel like I, I have what God wants me to talk about that Sunday, but it just isn't like, I'm still seeking to get clarity on it. I've seen plenty of ministers do that at the pulpit where yeah. they have the gist of their message and what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But then like, they just wait for God. Yeah. And, and he gives it to them as he's talking. Yeah. And I think that just like I said, that time of prayer, really, he said that that pot roast prayer, put it in the crock pot and let it simmer all week, you know? Right, because the kid's not just going to get half the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Like, oh, your lesson was only, your pot roast was half cooked, so they're going to get half the Holy <laughs> Ghost. Like, no. Yeah. Um, another one is that we put in there for ways to unify your team is fellowship. Uh, we have really not been able to do this a lot just because of how busy we've yeah. been at the church. Um, but setting, we used to set a quarterly time for fellowship, uh, off the top of your heads, best fellowships that we've ever had. LA and that jump in place. Oh, I went to the trampoline, trampoline park. Obviously they got stuck in the foam pit. <laughs> just a, just a big thing for you guys. <laughs> the foam pit is not made for big people. 
Oh my god. Or skirts. Or skirts. It was so hard. Remember the guy was trying to help you out? Everybody in line was so mad at me and I couldn't get out. And I was like trying to like make sure I was modish while trying to climb through modished. Modish while trying to climb through the foam. And then it's just really hard to move through that thing. It is not water. It was like because like you felt like I was in cement. Like kids float at the top of that foam and they're just like yeah, they're like two pounds. Yeah, and then like adults, (laughs) we just sink to the bottom and it's like super deep. Oh, it was the worst. And then I had told him if I fall off, if you push me off and you're winning, push me off to the closest side to the exit. Where do you think he pushes me? On the opposite side. So I had to climb my way through. It was a disaster. Yeah, it made for funny stories now, but at the time I was not having it. Yeah. But those were my two favorite, Trampoline Park in L.A. I like the Trampoline Park, too. I don't think you've been... We haven't mm-hmm. had one, huh? With you? No, I've always had to work, um, like, so I couldn't make any of them. Yeah. But I think L.A. was good. You went to L.A., though, didn't you? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Didn't you go to L.A.? No. Oh, That's oh. when you guys went to the observatory, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't go to that one. Yeah. Sorry, Allie. Man, I don't know the fuck. Allie has to work. But we try to include her on some stuff. Uh, even like getting... <laughs> on some stuff. Like getting lunch together. That's easy. That's doable. We have lunch together uh, almost every other Sunday, if not. Yeah, that's true. Roughly. We'll get lunch together um, and just kind of talk about all of our hard times that we had that day. <laughs> <laughs> all of our woes. We express, oh, I wanted to choke that kid out. I'm joking. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> Um, another thing that we do is always work together. We avoid trying to work alone, whether it's set up or anything that we need to do preparation time. We try to make sure that that's the time that everybody's working together. Um, so it's not just one person here. I mean, there are times that we absolutely just can't get around it and someone will come early and do what they need to do. But we try to make sure the majority of the group is here to set up. Yeah. Um, even if it means us coming down at 10 o'clock, yep. you know, we've done, we try to do what we can. Like usually we're waiting for Allie's schedule. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Allie's like, oh, I got to go into work at three today. So we're all, looks like we're doing it early this week. <laughs> oh, or, get, you know, off, get off at three. <laughs> yeah. Or I get off at seven. Okay. looks yeah. like we're setting up at eight o'clock, you know, yeah. um, I, you can't really, we can't complain too much cause we're all trying to make sure that we're doing it together. Yeah. Um, and it's not, but it, even when we can't do it together, there's people like Sylvia's come down and done it on her own on a Friday night and make sure everything that we had to get done was done on that Friday night. Um, but stuff like that, or like, you know, if I, we know we're going out of town, we'll try and take care of it before, see what we can do before. Or even on Sundays and our weekly duties, like Allie's not only, pa- she's not passing out the cupcakes by herself. She's mm-hmm. not putting the hats on. Well, sometimes you are putting the hats on by yourself. <laughs> but like. Like a tray of cupcakes in one hand, putting a hat on the kid. <laughs> but like everybody steps up to help her in her area. Like if I'm doing a game and I need a table moved, like I'm not moving everything by myself. They just step up and help move the table. Yeah. Um, I thought this one was good. Have a meeting, um, whether it's monthly, weekly. Um, you should not be going any longer than a month without a meeting. Um, Easter really messed us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Definitely. And we'll be the first ones to admit that sometimes we get out of whack with that, but mm-hmm. we always try to make sure that we're coming back and going back to that schedule of meetings. So now we're back on the schedule of weekly meetings. Um, but we used to do a monthly. Remember we used to do a monthly? 
once a month we would oh, do yeah, it. once a month at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Or at no, the end of every month. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. End of every month to get ready for the beginning of the next month. Yeah. Um, which that was good, but I think weekly is a little bit better because we we need to manage things right now on more of a weekly basis. But if you got a well-oiled machine, then hey, do it monthly. But weekly is what's working for us right now. Um, and this one's cool, being a servant to each other. Um, always serving. We're foot washing all the time. <laughs> just about <laughs> to say that. <laughs> I'm joking. We're not foot washing. <laughs> the ladies will foot wash each other. <laughs> Feet are gross. Nasta. But we still do it. We still do it yes. out of we believe obedience. In it. We believe in this. Out of obedience. We believe in foot washing. We believe in serving each other. As I'm giving them death eyes. <laughs> Uh, we, the still Bible. Part, we still participate. We just are grossed out while we're doing it. I mean, you know what? God is going to give you strength and he'll bless you. But yeah. we, <laughs> I don't know how we got on the top of the foot washing. You guys were joking around about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so essentially we're, we're like a family. We're all looking out for each other. And when, like I said, when one's down, we all step in and just do what we need to do. Um, there's been number of times where someone's needed something and we're just there you know um i don't know how do you guys feel about that (laughs) (laughs) ali's face i was waiting for her to answer oh i don't know it doesn't actually say anything oh Oh. (laughs) (laughs) i feel like our team is like that we have that bond where even if it's just helping in our duties or if there's Something outside of church, we're pretty helpful. We are so helpful with bringing each other coffee oh, on yeah. Sunday mornings. We do coffee yes. runs all the time. Or 7-Eleven runs. Yeah. In the summertime. Yeah, 7-Eleven. We get those Slurpees. Get those Slurpees. <laughs> Slurpees and Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think we've... All of that stuff has led to that. We're just... We're at that point. We're at the point where we don't even... Like, we don't need to ask they just if they see you struggling they just step up and do it mm-hmm. I mean, i'll stand there and watch for like a couple minutes and then i'll step in but like <laughs> you know i'm there <laughs> but i think like especially like we've grown so close that we have had to have experiences with each other where we're in low times mm-hmm. and i know that you guys have my back and i know that i hope you know that i have your back and that you know we're here, yeah. You know, it's a real one. <laughs> but it's like you know, because at the end of the day, that's what builds the church is people knowing that they have people to count on. Because mm-hmm. it's hard enough to walk on your own, right? And we're not walking on alone alone on this journey. Um, you know, like right now, like you guys are probably hearing this, and hopefully by the time you guys get to this episode, he's out of the hospital. But my nephews in the hospital and I've just been getting messages from people and you know like hey we're praying and you know we're asking for prayer and but like I know people are there to help when they need to help and that's the whole purpose of this I think that's the whole purpose of the church I don't even think it's just ministry ministry by itself it's the purpose of the church I mean there's Sundays where I'm in I get chronic back pain and sometimes I'm in just so much pain I can't lift the speakers when I'm doing the sound Mm -hmm. and Missy will come in and help me or Allie will help me or we're doing uh, kids explosion Sunday and I'm in the kitchen serving Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and Missy will put away the sound or Allie will put away the sound for me because they know I'm still in the kitchen mm -hmm. and everything else is being cleaned up and they're not just going to leave it there for me to do after. Yeah, I think it's just that mindset of just like, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to wait. That's my favorite part about our team and that's what I think sets us apart from other ministries is that we found a way to work the way that we do and it comes from being honest with each other and being raw we've gone through rough times with each other and we've saw victories with each other but it's made us better and stronger yeah i think like people that are listening that are going through the rough time it's not forever no but it's you have to do your part to change it and you have to earn that trust back um it was funny, Ali, we were talking today about, remember when we had that meeting? It was all of us, and there was obviously even some people that aren't even in our ministry anymore. But we were sitting down, and then I remember telling you guys, I'm not going to wait for the church to have revival mm -hmm. anymore. Like, I'm tired of waiting. Like, we're going to have it here. And... The more I think about that now, it's like, wow, that's what it took for us. It's like we got tired of waiting for everybody else to do something about it, mm -hmm. and we did something about it. And I can't even tell you how many kids we've had baptized since then. Selena probably could. She's a number person. I think in one year, how many did we have? We had 38 baptized in one year. In one year. And... It was funny because we were talking about that today, and I was like, well, we have a few more kids that need to be baptized, but most of our kids are baptized, <laughs> you know? Yeah, a lot of them are baptized, or some of them need court documents allowing mm -hmm. them permission to be baptized Yeah, just because they're in foster care or... Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's awesome, is that we stopped waiting, we stopped making excuses, we stopped worrying about the little things that we get upset about and we looked at this and said what is it I can do to expand our ministry and I think like even like when you guys listen to that Jeremy Joyce episode it was kind of like I remember that you know like he really yeah. spoke into us and and gave us a push that we needed what really changed my perspective was I mean, of course, he said, like, where do you see your kids? Where do you see them at in mm -hmm. 20 years, 10 years, 20 years? He's like, and so on and so forth. And, you know, we wrote down, like, prayer warrior and ministry leader or minister. And he was like, think beyond that. Like, you don't want them, like, think about them as being Christian authors and mm -hmm. teachers. And he's like, have goals for them and pray those things into existence for them yeah. because when they grow up, they're going to have jobs and they need to be that apostolic light wherever they're at. Mm -hmm. So pray that. And that changed my perspective. Dude, that night was so unexpected, but like in a good way. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was yeah. like totally caught off guard, didn't know that was going to happen. Or he's just going to, you know, just really make us think and he didn't even tell me. I think he just said, bring paper. Yeah, he said, bring paper and let's go. Yeah, we went and had tacos in a shady neighborhood and 
<laughs> Sat there for like what three hours so while you talked to us. Yeah. I was just like, man, I didn't realize this was like a thing, you know. Yeah. But I think but. I love that, and I think like every time we have somebody come down and minister at our church, I want that moment where we can get together. That's why I think like SEC is like so important for us. Oh yeah, definitely. Because although we're running around doing a bunch of stuff, I think it's really important for us because we are we're being fed and that ignites us and we're mm-hmm. refocusing. It's just like a car, like your tires need to be aligned every so many years. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, like you said, it's the great thing that like we're here as a team and if we're all receiving the same message and God works on us and revives that fire, that passion and that burden that he gave us, mm-hmm. your team is going home united. Yeah. And I, I especially like, um, it's kind of, I don't know if it's off subject, but what Jeremy Joyce said with us, he goes, you know, have your gripe session in your meeting. Mm-hmm. If you got something negative to say, say it in the meeting. Mm-hmm. He said, but when you walk out of those doors and go and minister and go spend time with the rest of the church, he goes, do not bring up any of your laundry to other people that aren't in your ministry. Especially, yeah, if they're not in your ministry, if they're outside of the ministry and you're complaining, you're setting up your ministry to fail. You're mm-hmm. setting up your ministry to have people talking about them. You're setting up mm-hmm. your ministry to people for people to think negatively. Mm-hmm. And when you're working with children, if parents have a negative image of you and it, they're human, so they might talk about you, that image will now be portrayed to their child and their child will lose respect. Yeah. So... That Keep, goes church wide. That mean, goes yeah, that goes church wide. But like if you take whatever's happening in inside your ministry, like you need to be united, a united mm-hmm. front at all times. Yeah. And especially like you need to make bring that up. That's why I like honesty is our huge thing. Like if you don't like something, then tell me. Yeah. You know, don't go going out the room and telling so and so how you hate the idea that I'm doing this. Because, first of all, A, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And B, who knows what the repercussions of telling someone else that. You know, like, to them, it's like, well, the other ministry is not together. You know, like, and it's, we're human. We make mistakes, and sometimes we want to be upset about something. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'd rather you guys tell me and it be uncomfortable in the meeting. <laughs> Yeah. Then it be out, put out there, and someone else has to hear about it. And then I never hear about it. And then now it's hearsay. Yeah. You know? And hearsay can't be fixed. No. But, you know, I think that's something that we strive on, making sure that we're just, honesty is, like, that key. But, like, he definitely, like, kicked me in the head with that. I was like, (laughs) you know, like, you're so right. You know, we shouldn't be saying stuff outside of these doors. And we shouldn't be talking about each other. You know, like, I might not like what you do or you may not like what I do. But at the end of the day, I'm putting my trust in you and you're putting your trust in me. Yeah. And And sometimes when people are saying stuff and you're just like, tell them. Like, sometimes I feel rude saying that. But, like, when they do tell him, it's so much easier because it's like either he didn't. He didn't realize he wasn't being clear. He, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't realize he said something a certain way. And yeah. that's easier to fix than not saying anything at all. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, that healing, you're opening wounds again. Yeah. yeah. You can't fix the rumor mill. Yeah. 
But cool. I think that's all. Anything else you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Allie? <laughs> <laughs> no? But thanks, guys. Really appreciate your time. Teams are important. Team building. Never devalue your team. Everybody's valuable. I think that, you know, whether you're a team of two or three or 20, <laughs> um, I think everybody has value. But, like, the way that this structure for us works, it can work for really any amount of team. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're small or big, you just have to just set goals. And if you're a leader, you know, set goals for your team, set set a vision, you know. That was key is setting the vision that bull that bullseye. Mm-hmm. When Brother Jeremy Joyce brought that bullseye, right. it was That's right. It all helped us have the same goal. Mm-hmm. And that like that distinct vision that everybody's shooting for. We're all pushing whatever we're doing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's to hit this. Um so you know, like I said, if you guys are listening to this and you're leaders, make sure you just take that time. Um, if you're interested in getting uh, this handout that I had for the SEC event, um, DM me uh, your email address and I'll forward, you, forward it to you. I still have it. Um, you know, I can send this to you guys. Um, but thanks again for listening, guys. And remember, stay kingdom-minded.